Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 21 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com. And I'm Sarah Downing. Sarah's been on the show several times and is an integral part of our Thyroid Nation radio, te- radio team. You can check out her profile on the radio page and also read her Thyroid Survivor story if you haven't already. And if you happen to be near or around Bucks County, Pennsylvania, look her up for a wonderful Reiki or massage session. She works at Wrightstown Health and Fitness, and she's a very good friend, and I'm glad to talk to her today. Hi, Sarah. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Donna. Glad to talk to you today, too. Thank you so much. In just a few short minutes, we'll be talking live with two thyroid advocates, the wonderful Jilly Ching and Tracy Keene, joining us live all the way from New Zealand. They are both Thyroid Nation Thrivers, so be sure to check out their stories on the Thrivers page. But first, before we bring Jilly and Tracy on, there are just a few exciting things we want to share. If you're listening, be sure to check out Hashies and Gray's Thyroid Nation Radio Talk Show Facebook group, a place where we can all ask questions, get guidance, and find support. Check it out. Wow, that's such a long name that I've decided we're just going to call it the Hoshies and Graves group because I think if you type in Hoshies and Graves, it will just pop right up. So that's going to be the official name from now on. It's just too much of a, too many words Mouthful. in there. So, that's right. That's the word I was looking for. If you tuned in last week, we hope you did. You heard us chatting with the uh, wonderful Connie Curtis. She was really great. Her uh, website is glutenandfoodallergyspecialist.com. If you missed it, go ahead and check it out in the archives on the Thyroid Nation Radio page. It's a great show. And we had Melissa Fix as co-host. If you missed it, she was wonderful too. You can also see the lineup of wonderful and innovative guests we have scheduled on the Thyroid Nation Radio page, including uh, lots of wonderful people that are upcoming, uh, Donnie, Dr. Donnie Wilson, Dr. Christensen. Uh, we have Gina Lee Nolan. So you can check that out, and you can listen to the past shows as well. A very big thank you to our listeners. We want to hear about your thyroid driver journey and story at thyroidnation.com slash thyroidthrivers slash submit your story, whether you are healed or not. It is a journey that counts, and it can often help others feel not so alone as well as offer a light to the path of their own journey. Okay, Dana, let's get this Thyroid Nation thriving. Well, let's do it, but first we have to wait till we um, we hear from our friends in New Zealand. They're calling in by Skype. So we just need to give it a couple minutes because the show had to go live and uh, the little Skype button doesn't show up until it does. So hopefully they're around. Uh, tell me about how you met them, Sarah, how you know them, um, how you know Jilly. And do yeah, you know well, do both I, of them? Known, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know them. Um, I haven't met them in person yet. Um, but I've known Jilly and Tracy for quite a while, ever since I've been involved in thyroid advocacy. Um, we just cross paths, and um, they seem like very lovely ladies. Um, they're very active um, in New Zealand, helping other other patients. I know um, Jilly holds um, holds a, a thyroid group, and um, various people from New Zealand come there to get together. You know, kind of a support group. Um, and so it will, it will be lovely to talk to them again. And they both wrote their thyroid uh, thriver story, so you can check those out on the, the Thyroid Nation page. But it was, it was very interesting because they they suffer pretty much like all of us. It's one of those it's one of those stories, uh, those themes that keep seeing to to be recurring, right, Sarah? It's like we talked to Hele, 
in Denmark. Hello, yeah. And mm-hmm. in Denmark, and she has the same thing. And, um, you know, here they are in New Zealand, and, you know, it's, uh, it's the same theme. The doctors don't listen. They, mm-hmm. they don't um, mm-hmm. have all the tests. They don't, you know. And the same issue with, you know, limited medications, getting hold of um, what they call whole thyroid in, in New Zealand, what we call natural desiccated thyroid in the U.S. You know, it's, they um, they seem to be, those issues seem to be prevalent across the board. Yes, I know, right? And I'm just chatting with Julie and Tracy, and they're having a, a few minutes. It'll be uh, until they get online. They're having just a little bit of problems, so... Let's just keep talking really quick, and uh, we'll wait sure. until we we can click them on in, right? Mm-hmm. So Sounds tell us good. about what's going on with you really quick. Um, what's going on with me? What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're busy. You're very oh, yeah. busy, right? Um, yeah, I'm. Um, I've been busy healing people. Well, healing myself as well. Um, but I um I find that with a lot of healers, um, through healing yourself, you know you. You get to the point where you want to heal other people. So um, I um, had two massages today. Um, I work um, three days a week at the gym. Um, it's it's funny, really, because um, when I got thyroid disease myself, I despised um, gyms because I used to go every day and I was still putting on weight and I felt like such a failure. And now here I am working at a gym and um, I work out every day and um pretty awesome it's really been a turnaround and it's um i have to say had i not gotten sick in the first place um i don't think that i would be where i am now it's pretty awesome oops sorry about that a little backlash going on i was trying to give them the uh the link to make sure they know where they're at I, i believe what julie said was that she found it online and it said there's still an hour to go, so she was confused. So that happened with oh. a couple of our guests. I think, um, you know, the time change, you know, for some reason, it seems to get people sometimes. That happened with Dr. Hosey. She told and, us. And uh, let's see, it also happened with, it happened with um, Michelle, didn't it? Um, yeah, I know um, how that was, like, the first show, wasn't it? Um, what an amazing show that one was. Um, I guess it's confusing because of all the different time zones, isn't it? We have ah, so perfect. many um, okay. so many global viewers and listeners. I think we've got them both live. Is that you? Are you there, Jilly? Hello. 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 How are you doing? Good to hear from you. Oh, yay, we found you. That's <laughs> good. Awesome. Hello. Hi. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Oh, yay, we found you. Oh, have we lost them? Do have we have we everybody lost? here? Hello? Yes. We're here. Do we have everybody? Okay, good. So we have, can can you hear us very good, Julie? <laughs> good. I can. Awesome. Hello. Hi. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hello. 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 Oh, okay, so... I think you're. I think there's some feedback, so you probably need to um, push pause on your live button because Hello? we can hear you talking. We can hear us talking. You're here. Do we have everybody? Oh, okay, my good. So we have. So 
if you'll push the button on the the radio page and you'll push pause at the top, it'll stop. Oh, what, what's that? Oh, okay. So I think you're. I think there's. Is that better? Hello. Can you hear us? Hello. Are you there? Jilly, Tracy. Uh oh. I think we may have lost Uh-oh. some data. Uh-oh. Okay, so I think what happens is it's a little confusing. When you go to the Thyroid Nation page uh, for Blog Talk Radio, it gives you it gives you the show and it shows it live. But you can also listen to it live, but that's where you call in from Skype. So all they need to do is push the pause button if you're listening, guys, up in the oh, yeah. top where it says play, right? Just push pause so that, that you won't hear the show if you guys call back in. Sorry about that. Anyway, you know, they are calling from halfway across the world. It's already Monday there. In fact, it's Monday morning there, which to me is just so amazing. Don't you think, Sarah? I know. It really is. Um, I was just thinking, you know, years, years ago, you know, when we were in college, all those years ago, you know, they, you couldn't even envisage this kind of thing, talking to people from the other side of the world. It's, it's kind of magic, I know. Really, isn't it? It is. It's very, very cool. It's, um, you know, it's it's neat to get to hear people's voices, and it feels like we've made friends from, you know, all over the world, and then to get to talk to them makes it really neat. You know, like, I had lots of correspondence with Hele before she was on the show, and then to actually hear her live was fantastic, and, and you and I spoke a long, long time ago before we did the show, and how neat to get to hear your voice and your accent. Oh, uh, yeah, right? we, well, we've never we all have... We all have such different accents. I love that, you know, it's such a global thing. It brings everybody together from across the globe. It with, does. You know, with a and, common you know, problem, but common support. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, people will ask me even here, you know, I'm in Costa Rica, and people will say, well, you do a radio show, like, you know, kind of assuming or in, um, inferring that there wouldn't be very many people listening. And I'm like, oh, gosh, no, it's it's global. <laughs> this thyroid disease is worldwide, I promise, unfortunately. There are so many people that I, I get on all the boards and the Facebook groups, and I see all these people from all over the world. Someone was messaging from Tanzania the other day. Wow. Just, you know, mind-boggling, uh, right, mind-boggling. insane. But, you know, on the other hand, we're lucky that we have the Internet so that we can connect with other people. It makes me wonder, you know, what it was like for patients before the advent of the Internet. You know, they must they must have felt even more alone than they sometimes do now. Oh, can you imagine when Mary Showman started? <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> that was quite a while ago. When, when did Mary start? I think she said it was something like um, 20 years ago. Has, yeah. has she been yeah. has she been on the show yet? I I know she was just on the show. Oh, I yes, need to she did. I need to catch up with her. Yeah, you need to listen to it. It it was a wonderful show. She was really oh, I'm great. Sure um, it was, she said no she would doubt. go to the library. Can you imagine going to the library and she's like I would be digging through books and trying to get information and I was just it's amazing. Now you just type something in the computer. In fact, I'm 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 at fault myself for telling my children all the time they'll ask me a question, I'll just be like Google it. <laughs> just awful oh, yeah. to, you know, telling them, right? Oh, so, yeah, we take it for granted. I, I really could not do my translation job without, I mean, I could do, but it, it would be a lot harder without the Internet. All the research you have to do about obscure things, you know, you can find anything on the Internet these days. Yep, I think we've got them. Let's see. Awesome. Oh. Are Hello? you there? Oh, my 
We are. Yay. Welcome back, Jen Tracy. (laughs) Finally. Yes. So, okay, so we've been talking and talking in circles, just waiting for you guys to get on. It's so good to to hear both of your voices. Jilly, go ahead and jump right in and tell everybody a little bit about your um, your thyroid journey, if you don't mind. Um, Well, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism when I was 15. My mother, my mother's mother, my father's mother, my father's sister were all hypothyroid, as well as three of my sisters. So it basically runs in the family. Yeah, I guess so. Wow, that's incredible. Is everybody on different medication? Um, my mother was, when she was on first diagnosed, she was on what you would call armor, as in what we call whole thyroid extract. But in the 1970s, she was changed to synthetic, T4 only, and looking back, I now realise that over the next 20 years, as each month the handful of pills increased, she was being given pills to treat the symptoms of hypothyroidism and just being told that she was getting old. If she'd stayed on the armour, I think she would have been a much healthier woman. And she was able to get armour, and she lived in New Zealand, is that correct? No, back in the 1970s, oh. they changed. They, you know, the um, New Zealand authorities brought in the synthetic T4, mm-hmm. and everybody that was on what you call armor was changed to the T4 synthetics only. This is something that happened in the U.S. as well, as I recall. That um, there had been, um, I remember reading an article by Mary Showman talking about how there were lots of older people who had been on armor their whole life, and then suddenly T4 came in and was, you know, dubbed to be. Um, new and modern and armor was seen as, as old fashioned and um, they were begging to they were switched to T4 and begging to stay on the armor it's, it's such a crime I don't think they realized it in those days my mother never realized that the T4 was affecting her badly no one did she was just told you're getting old and therefore you need this for um, water retention and that for depression and she would have all these different pills. I don't know what they were all for, mm-hmm. but some of them I do know are hyperthyroid symptoms. But we didn't know that at the time, not back in the 70s or the 80s. You I believed your doctor. It seems to be rather common that many doctors would rather prescribe you a plethora of pills than, than give you what you actually need, just you know the right thyroid medication and those pills can often do a lot of damage right? Did did your mother have that issue with the pills that she was prescribed? Yes she did. She she would take pills lunchtime and evening and there would be eight or nine of them but again did the doctors know did they click that it was the uh, synthetic medication that was not acting as good as the armour? It's a very similar issue to what we have now with altroxin. Altroxin has side effects. It's been proven to have side effects, yet most doctors don't know this or don't believe it and continue to prescribe altroxin to new patients. Okay, so for those people that are that are listening that don't understand exactly, 
Could you explain Eltroxin is it's what you guys have in New Zealand that is equivalent to our Synthroid, right? or Natrothroid? Or Synthroid. I think it's equivalent to Synthroid, so T4 only medication, correct? Yes. Oh, it's the T4 only. Yeah. And it's okay, the only so it's one. T4 only. Yeah. And that was the only one we had, the only option we had um, for many years. Up until 2008. Yeah. And in 2008, 2007, 2008, 2009, when they were changing the medication and most people weren't told about it, they just changed it. If they did find out, they were told it was the same. And then people were experiencing a lot of side effects to it. And um, it wasn't until we actually started getting together on um, message boards that we discovered that it must be something that was to do with our medication rather than just individual people. And um, that's when we all started getting together. We managed to get two other options and discovered um, whole thyroid, which is nature thyroid. And how long ago was that? Did you did you say 2008? Yep, 2008, around about, yeah. It was um, brought into New Zealand in July 2007 and slowly dispensed to customers as their old stocks of altroxin ran out. They then started to give the new formula to their patients. I started the new formula in the beginning of December 2007. By Christmas Day, I was basically in bed most of the time and I just thought I was tired because it was Christmas and I had a very stressful job. January I went to my doctor and said look my eyes are all puffy and watery, I can hardly get out of bed, I'm fatigued and so she gave me some supplements. (laughs) Oh great. Well, we didn't know the altroxin. I had not been told there was a new formulation. I had been taking altroxin for 20 years, and I was fine. So there was no reason for me to think it was the altroxin. I didn't know that they had changed the formula. So oh. that's the problem. How easy is it to... How easy or difficult is it to find the doctor who is willing to prescribe whole thyroid extract and... For New Zealand patients, how would they go about doing that? Well, that's that's the difficulty, really. Most the the majority of doctors here would prefer to just stick with the standard, give you a T4 medication, which is altroxin, unless you ask for something else. Um, and if you want something different, it's a real mission to try and find an integrative or holistic doctor who will actually if they don't know about it, we'll actually go out and learn about it. We we find we're doing more um, of the, the legwork to find out, give the information to our doctors, tell them this is what we want, um, and then we are the ones monitoring ourselves, really. And do you do you actually have a list of um, of recommended doctors who are who are open to working with patients and prescribing um, whole thyroid extracts? We're building one. Awesome. We we did yeah we did have one a few years ago on our website, um, and then it was recommended to us to actually remove it because there were privacy issues that mm-hmm. um, we've got this privacy act here that can cause some problems. So um, 
now that we've got a very private Facebook group, we're we're building another another list. Um, what, wow. One of our members, yeah. one of our members, Raina Krantz, was wondering um, what was the actual change in L-troxin's formulation. You mentioned that um, that there had been a change. Was it something to do with the fillers, or what was it that changed so that it worked uh, didn't work as well for some patients? It was. Um, I think it was a combination. They had a change in the fillers as well as a change in the manufacturing country. So the whole process changed. Um, because the active ingredients didn't change, they felt they didn't have to do any of the due diligence in um, going through the whole process again, testing process. But they did actually mm-hmm. test it, didn't they, Jilly? The active pro- the active T4 does work, and that's the problem. When you get your blood test, it shows that, yes, you're fine, your tissue's within the right um, parameters. So the doctor says, no, you're fine, look at these blood tests. It's the fillers that changed, and it's the fillers that we react to. There, back in 2007-2008, there were 70,000 people in New Zealand on thyroid medication. Over the last 40 years, there'd only been two reports of adverse reactions um, to our centre for adverse reactions. Once Altroxin, the new formula, came in, I think there were how many? 15,000 reports of adverse reactions. But wow. it took government uh. and Pharmac a year to acknowledge them. At first they were saying, oh, it's only women over 60 that take this thyroid medication. So you know, it's yep. not a big deal. And it was non-compliance was basically what they were saying. That, um, of course they, they were. Was. They, were. Yeah, they, always, they always blame the patient first. They, they do, they do. And considering that we were never told that you took your um, L-toxin on an empty stomach, um, I turned up <laughs> at, the doc, at the chemist one, one day to get my, my prescription and got handed a wee piece of paper that said, please remember to take this medication on an empty stomach. And I said to my pharmacist, um, when did they change that? And he said, oh, no, it's always been like that. And I said, well, it's the first time That's I've heard of it. crazy. And, yeah. I, and that I've is really for crazy. 40 years, 40 years not knowing this. Wow. <laughs> I just um, can't imagine that, Jilly. That just really, um, that hits home because, if, I mean, I feel like we're we're trying to, raise awareness and that there's a thyroid movement, but then you hear something like that and you realize it's going to take a while for everybody to jump on board and, and learn all of the things that you need to know, you know, just basics, like take it on an empty stomach. You know, it's most people, a lot of people like to take their, their T4 in the morning and um, and to have, you know, to have these set things that, that people don't know or the doctors and, and whatever worldwide don't know just blows me away. It really just... It drives it home that we need to keep doing what we're doing. Definitely. It's also educating the doctors, though, because, as I say, Pharmac and MedSafe, which are our government organisations that bring in the um, medications, have on their information sheets things that need to be done before you prescribe a T4 medication. The doctors are not doing those things. One of them is you do not give altroxin to new patients. You give them Gold Shield or Synthroid. However, we're still getting new members on our Tansy site who are complaining of how they're feeling 
first question we ask is, what brand are you on? And nine out of ten times, it's Altroxin. Once so wait a moment, what's, what's Gold Shield? Is that another brand of T4 only medication? Yes, yes, we have Altroxin, Gold Shield, and Synthroid. Okay, and so um, so the reason that the doctors would um, would first give the patients uh, Gold Shield and Synthroid is because they have uh, fewer fillers and fewer adverse reactions, or what yes. exactly is the background behind that? That's so that's that's how it is, right? Yes. People do better on Gold Shield or Synthroid. They don't get the side effects that they do on Altroxin. Okay. The problem, yeah, the problem is that um, Altroxin is the <coughs> the drug of choice from Pharmac, which is the um, the purchasing arm of our government, and they've made a deal, of course, bulk. They buy in bulk, and Altroxin is the one that comes in. Um, and that's the preferred medication. So our doctors prescribe the preferred medication and um, you have to actually ask for the other ones. But not everyone knows to ask. No. And that's that's exactly why you're doing what you're doing, right? Educating patients. Right. Yeah, just telling people that there is a choice. And there are different ways they could take their medication. There's other things they could try. Um, supplements they might add that would help um, and so often they don't know any of that and we can all share our experiences and um, and even if it helps one or two people then you know I think we've done our job <laughs> absolutely you have I, I think it's amazing that you can we can all get together online and help each other and help educate people who don't know because that's the thing I remember I was one of those people I mean I just I just took it for what it was. The doctor told me to take the medicine, and I didn't question. I wasn't really taught to question. I took the medicine, and and I actually got worse. It wasn't then that I started questioning. Yeah. So I'm trying to teach my children, and I'm trying to educate people that they need to be asking questions from the get-go, from the very beginning. What is it? What is this? What's in it? You know, is there any substitutions? Are there other medications I can be taking instead of this? Is there natural ways I can go about doing it as well? And I think that's that's a really good thing that you're providing that for, for people over there in New Zealand because evidently the government isn't isn't gonna help, right? No. Talking about <laughs> talking about substitutions, one thing that I've noticed here and I wonder if it happens over in New Zealand is that I'm on um oh god, which one is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm having I'm having, I'm having a brain fart. Um there's one there's one there's one particular siren medication that doesn't have a lot of fillers and um and anyway I'm on that and um and a couple of times they just substituted it for another brand. I was <gasps> like, really? What the what the hell? You know? Um and so now every time I get it filled I make sure that they don't substitute it. I think it's it's very rude and irresponsible because who yes. knows, you know, there could be something highly that you're highly allergic to as a patient and you're assuming you're getting the regular one, you know? Yes, I actually, um, we've just had this discussion recently about the when you go and have your blood tests and the, the technician asks you what medication you're on or are you on thyroid medication and um, I because I've been on whole thyroid, um, nature thyroid for six years now, um, the technician, they usually, they just write whole thyroid. I had this new guy 
who, as I was saying, whole thyroid, he wrote thyroxine. And I just, I said, no, I'm allergic to that. I'm on whole thyroid. So he scrubbed it out, wrote it down, and I thought, ah, wait and see what my results say. My results say I'm on thyroxine. Right. Yeah, and and yes, we've had the same problem, Sarah, where people have been on, say, Gold Shield or Synthroid, and the chemist has run out of those pills. So, looking back on their past history, which could be a few years old, have seen that they were once on Altroxin. So the chemist goes, oh well, you can have Altroxin again. I've run out of Gold Shield. Gives them Altroxin. The patient doesn't check the, the bottle to see what brand it is mm-hmm. and starts merrily taking it and starts getting sick and wondering oh, that's what crazy yes. um, one of our one of our team and um, the lovely Tiffany talking Vladnitz um, is she I don't, I don't even know if I pronounced her name right um, anyway, you did she, uh, um, she she commented that um, there should be a disclosure from the pharmacist when they dispense the drug that They've um, they've changed the prescription and they don't do that and I'm like why wouldn't they do that you know it's it's crazy and irresponsible would do do they do that in New Zealand or well, it doesn't sound like they do right no this particular chemist said that if they run out of what you have been taking so say you have been taking Synthroid and they haven't got any in stock they look at the records and if you've had Altroxin before they'll give it to you. So you'd need to actually have on your chemist's records that you are allergic to altroxin and it is not to be dispensed. You actually have to be proactive. What about in the States, Um, Sarah? Do you know or or team out there, do you guys know if there's uh, any kind of mandate that, as I haven't been there in a long time, so I don't really know, Um, that they change the medication, that they um, they let you know? I've had it happen. What you can do is you can mark on the um, on the prescription. I think there's either a box or there's something that the doctor can write, um, no substitutions. Um, so you can do that. But otherwise, unless the, the doctor or the pharmacist actually um, marks that, you know, they can just substitute it and not tell you. And I just find it so rude. And I've had that I wonder happen. How many- so from now on, I always check. You know, you just have to. I wonder how many people out there right now in New Zealand and in the States or anywhere have had their medication substituted and don't really know and are feeling worse. Exactly. Uh, to me, that just seems, just seems, you know, more than irresponsible. It seems very dangerous. So it's, uh, a, it's a wake-up call to everybody listening. You know, check your medication, yes. check the label, um, check that you're getting what you actually asked for every time you go to the pharmacy because they can just every substitute it without Every single time. You. Yeah, oh, every apparently time. it has to it has to say on the prescription dispense as written. Um that's what Tiffany was um was just saying and also another thing that she was wondering about is um how common is um, do you know how common thyroid disease is in New Zealand? Are there any statistics for that? Um the when we first started the the whole altroxin journey, um, the, it was reported that there were 70,000 hypothyroid people. Um, no statistics on how many were hyper. Um, so I would imagine it's around about the same, although here in Christchurch I, it wouldn't surprise me if it was higher, the 
statistics were higher now with the earthquake stress. So mm, I was wondering about right. that. How do you think that the earthquake has affected, um, you know, people with thyroid issues? Hey, that uh, was my question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't really got any statistics, but we've got a lot of people on our Facebook page that are Christchurch-based um, or have been in Christchurch and are now living somewhere else. Um, and uh, Jilly and I both believe this um, adrenal fatigue is huge in Christchurch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and then of course you've got autoimmune with the stress and. You know, I would say it's a lot higher than it was. Um, just to give some uh, statistics, New Zealand has a population of just over 4 million. We're only a little tiny country, and in Christchurch there would be now about 350,000 mm. people. used to be 400,000 people, but because of the earthquakes, many people have left. Um, I myself, as I say, I've been hyperthyroid for over 40 years, but only two years ago I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And I read somewhere that one of the um, causes of Hashis is stress. So I do wonder after all these years, how come I'm suddenly diagnosed with Hashimoto's? Well, that's an interesting coincidence, isn't it? Or maybe not such a coincidence. Have there been any, um, any chemical issues caused by the earthquake? Ah, chlorine. Yeah, that... <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Well, um, our water was heavily chlorinated um, afterwards. Uh, not so much now that you would notice, but I still suspect that some water systems have chlorine in them. Um, my husband had a heart attack um, about a year after the earthquakes, and no, absolutely no risk factors whatsoever. Um, his cholesterol only needed a tiny wee tweak, Um, and we actually put that down to the increase of chlorine. And when you're having a shower, the heat, um, you just come out of the water and you could smell it off your skin. So um, we we put the higher incidence of of, um, heart attacks down to that. I don't know whether it's actually connected, but I, I suspect it is. And what year was what year were the earthquakes? Uh, end of twenty ten, beginning twenty eleven, they're big ones. We've had uh, okay. fifteen thousand earthquakes since September two thousand and ten. Wow, that's staggering. Yes, staggering. Yep. I'm still getting yeah, them. Yeah, because I was going to ask you if you noticed any, or if you you know had heard of any uh, statistics based on. Fukushima, but I guess that was about the same time, <laughs> so I guess you wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference, right? So. Well, we don't have nuclear reactors here, so that's one good thing. <laughs> no, right. Yes. No, but I just wondered if you, you know, had, um, you know, experienced any adverse, you know, reactions with, you know, any, if you'd heard anything that came down the pipe from Fukushima. Is basically what my question was. No, no, we haven't. To be honest, I haven't really paid much attention to. You know, we sort of live in our own little <laughs> bubble here. <laughs> I'm still trying to get my house fixed. My house was damaged in September 2010, and I'm still fighting to get it repaired. 
five years. The government has been, they have, they have not been very supportive at all, correct? That is correct. So, and the biggest problem, I think, is in the insurance companies. There's so many people now um, who spent five years almost in limbo, um, which can't be good for for the health. Um, and so many people are just walking away now, taking um, huge loss in their their house price, their their bank balance. So it's just constant stress, really. I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, wow, that's on top of all of your health issues to have that added to the stress makes it makes it that much more worse. And what about um, what about Tracy, Jilly? Um, she had Graves, correct? Yes, yes, I did. Um, are you? Are I, you? Can she hear? Can I she hear? Can. She's been talking with you. <laughs> okay, just want to make sure. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> um, okay, now, I probably had Graves since puberty, um, but I didn't know it until I was 35. Um, yeah, <laughs> I had. The hugest goiter, the biggest bulging eyes, um, every symptom, um, including um, very wicked pre, uh, pre-tibial myxedema, and my family GP just never really looked at me. I'd had three kids with him, um, <laughs> well, not with him, but he had been my GP <laughs> since I was 14, and... Um, my mother just said to me one day, she'd seen, I think it was like Dr. Oz or somebody on TV, and she said, well, next time you go to the doctor, ask him about your thyroid. And I just thought, oh, you're right. And um, I did. And he looked up at me and went, oh, yes. Got on the phone and um, ordered me a scan the next day. Unheard of, usually three to four months just to get something urgent done through our system and I was in the specialist's office two days later being told I had Graves and um, I will just give you this drug carbimazole and um, no talk about any possibility that there could be allergic reaction anything like that I within three months I had an allergic reaction so he put me on um, propylthouracil which is PTU, um, was okay on that for a year. And then I had um, erythema nodosum, which is a drug reaction. I Right over Christmas, I was really lucky that the locum I got recognised it immediately. And uh, so no more pills was booked in for radioactive iodine. And um, I went in to have a smear just to get it out of the way. And the nurse says, oh, I'll do a pregnancy test. And I said, no, no, I'm not pregnant. And she came back and said, yes, you are. So um, (laughs) that was my my super surprise number four. Um, And it was a crazy pregnancy. No no anti-thyroid drugs at all. But then all my others had been um, unmedicated because I didn't know I had Graves anyway. But by that stage, it was so severe that I had a heart murmur, I had um, anything that could go wrong, did go wrong, and ended up in um, having him by emergency C-section um, early because I'd actually 
um, gone into labour over one weekend. He was uh, almost six weeks early. All my others had been overdue. Um, and still drug-free until he was six months old when I had my total thyroidectomy. And um, ever since then, I've been on hypo meds, to which the specialist said, oh, no, there's no problem. You won't be allergic to them. They just replace what your body normally makes. And say again, you, what, what did you say you've been on ever since then? Hypo? Um, it, was L, it was L-troxin, the original L-troxin. And um, I did okay. I thought I thought I was okay, but actually I was I was alive. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. I once I'd started on the new formulated altroxin, I immediately had um, erythema nodosum, so I knew that there was a problem with it. But my doctor said there was nothing else I could take, and I didn't at that stage. I didn't even know that there were other brands of um, T4 medication and uh, I think it was probably about six months before I started talking on um, on a message board with somebody else who had asked um, what's going on I'm I'm really sick with my medication and um, her name was Margot and I started chatting with her on the trade me message board and slowly we got more and more people coming into that that thread and it kept getting deleted because we were sharing phone numbers and websites and information so we moved into a forum didn't we Mm. yeah Um, and then we tried a Yahoo group and then we ended up on Facebook and over that time um, I'd done some research on stop the thyroid madness found that you could get whole thyroid by talking with my pharmacist went to my doctor, he said, oh, okay, I don't know anything about it, but I'll do you a prescription, I trust you, you're an intelligent woman. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to kill yourself, he said. (laughs) Um, And we really had no idea about dosing. Um, I started too high and I increased too high and gave myself a little fright. (laughs) But then uh, the folk on Stop the Thyroid Madness were fantastic gave me some more information about it and then um, somebody else mentioned Tessa Jones who is a specialist who's based in Wellington and uh, I saw her she gave me some supplements sorted out dosing and um, and I've been really good ever since and that was 2009 Talking of different brands of medication um, another one of our team um, Raina Krantz was asking um, if you have something similar to Tyrosin um, there in New Zealand. So it's a um, it's a soft gel capsule that was introduced a couple of years ago in the U.S. and it's supposed to be better absorbed than um, than regular Synthroid or in your case Altroxin. Do you do you have something similar to that? I don't think so. I haven't heard of that. No. Would be is interesting it, is, is to, it to see. I guess you could ask, right? Yep, definitely. Is it a T4 I mean, medication? Right? It's it's definitely um, one of the new one of the newer brands of medication. But I was just googling it, and it's it looks like it's been around since at least 2010. I think I forget when it was when it was launched exactly. The name does sound familiar, but then I've done a lot of research on American sites, so um, I've probably seen it there. Mm. I don't think it's here. And if it is, it would um, not be subsidised. 
with New Zealand, um, Pharmac subsidise medications. So, for example, with Altroxin, Gold Shield, and Synthroid, it costs you $5 for three months of pills. Whereas, wow. with, uh, yeah, $5 for three months, good deal. But with um, Armour, what we call whole thyroid, that is not subsidised. It is approved, it can be um, scripted, but you pay for it. So for me, I pay $80 for three months. Yep, and I pay... But well worth it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. Um, I pay 150 <laughs> a month. Um, and it it's, can be difficult to find the money, but it's definitely worth it. I'd, I'd be in bed doing nothing. <laughs> if I was on Eltrotham. Do you um and did you guys say socialised medicine over there? Um so how does the you know, how does the medical system work? Is it similar to the one in, in the UK? Um possibly a little bit. We have the subsidised medications are the ones that Pharmac usually um will buy in bulk. They might have um, a deal with a manufacturer and they'll bring in like 10 different medications from that one manufacturer. So that will be a subsidised medication and will only cost um, $5 per script. Um, other stuff like um, whole thyroid is not subsidised. They'd prefer people didn't take it, but they can't stop us. They haven't um, disapproved it. Um, but it is difficult to get a doctor who will prescribe it or, or who even knows how to prescribe it. So um, it's a mission in itself, just getting it. Okay, and because okay. it's so expensive, you know, and then quite often you have to pay your specialist a lot of money as well to be able to get a prescription for it. So it's not a cheap business being sick here. <laughs> oh, no. No. I don't think it's, I don't think it's really a cheap business anywhere, no. but... No. It doesn't make it any easier when you have to struggle to get the medication that actually works for you, does it? That's true. Especially when people are actually sick, where they are do have symptoms of, you know, for example, hyperthyroidism, you're feeling down, you're feeling depressed, you lose your uh, motivation. So to actually go to a doctor and fight for what you want when you are sick because of the medication, it's like a wee circle going round and round. You're not healthy enough to fight for what you need to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Or even it's to research. Or, True. Yeah, or even to and research your brain or read books. At the same or, time. Mm. Exactly. Do you, do you have a lot of um, iodine deficiency in New Zealand um, yes. that you think could be, could be causing that? Yes, I mean, iodine, causing selenium and magnesium, really. Oh, zinc too, I think. Mm. Yeah. Selenium should be in the soil, but with with New Zealand, the further south you go, the lower the levels of selenium and the higher the rate of hyperthyroidism. So I think there's a connection there. Yeah, definitely. They they definitely go hand in hand. You're proof, yes. right? Talk, yep. Talk, <laughs> talking about... Talking about the soil, one thing that I do remember hearing about New Zealand, didn't they ban um, GMOs? So do you find that in New Zealand it's actually easier to get healthy healthy food, you know, without chemical stuff? 
because I really feel that food plays a huge role in, in our health, and a lot of times people get sick because, you know, they're ingesting antibiotics and hormones, and over here in the U.S., it seems like they're in everything. Yes, we don't have GMO food as such, but I have um, read that some of the cows are being fed GMO corn. So that's not a good thing. Our no. Green Party is trying to fight that. We do not have GMO seed. Our crops are pure and natural. But I was concerned to find that we're importing food that are being fed to our cows that may be GMO. Oh, no. Do you do you feel that um, most New Zealanders are, um, are quite educated about what goes into their food, and that they're very um, that it's, they really value um, having food that's pure? No, I wouldn't say that's a common thing. We just expect it to be pure, so therefore we don't look into it. We've so always you take it for granted, maybe, right? Pardon? So maybe. Maybe it's just a case of you take it for granted because that's just the way it is, right? Yes. Yep, definitely. Must be nice not to have to worry about it. <laughs> well, many of us have a backyard garden. I do. I grow my own veggies. Mhm. And we we take that for granted that we can do that. And what about what about your your diet? Are you are you? Do you try to be gluten free, dairy free? How how do you guys how do you guys handle your food and that kind of thing? Um, I have great intentions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I phrase about the road to hell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, I mean, we've talked about going gluten free, um, but at the moment we're on the sugar free kick. We we saw that sugar film um, a couple of months ago. And um, my husband has, has for years resisted um, giving up sugar in his coffee. And um, he, I took him to this movie. He didn't want to go. We came out of there. The whole trip home, he's talking about it. We get home. He goes through the cupboards and starts looking at all the things that he likes to eat and looking at how much sugar was added to it. Um, he immediately stopped having his sugar in his coffee and uh, he's lost two kilos. <laughs> wow! <laughs> just just by doing wow. that. Wow! Yeah. So um, we're we're reducing sugar. Uh, I think that's probably the first the first step. Wow! Yeah. Gluten next. Many many of our um, many of the members on our thyroid site have gone totally gluten free, and what they say is they feel so much healthier. So it must be a good thing. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I'm I'm the same way. I have tried to completely cut out my gluten, and I haven't really noticed a difference. But we had Melissa Phipps on the show as the guest co-host last week, and she was talking about you may not feel it, but it's still affecting you. You may not ever feel it, and if you were, you know, let's say you were gluten-free for from now until the rest of your life, you may not ever feel it, but maybe you'll look younger, you'll feel better, you won't realize it because it really does affect you even if you don't notice it. And I'm one of those that doesn't. I don't I don't have reactions that I can see and I'm trying to be more uh, diligent about paying attention to, to my body after I eat and things. But it's uh, it's interesting, right? Because some people can feel it 
immediately. I know Tiffany, you know, my co-host, uh, can feel it immediately with some things, and I can't. I had a pizza the other night, and I was thinking, okay, I'm having pizza, so <laughs> this is a you know, rare occasion. I'm going to pay attention. And the next day, I didn't notice anything. I just, I just didn't. Not that it's good for me and not that I should have it, right? One of, the, one of the things that I personally find about being gluten-free is that you automatically end up eating less crap because gluten is just in so many processed foods which are not good for us anyway. So you end up, you know, being more choosy about the quality of your food and um, making more things from scratch. And, of course, you're you're usually, unless you're replacing the gluten with, um, with gluten-free carbs, which is not really the best way to do it, you're automatically eating fewer carbs, which is something that thyroid patients tend to be more sensitive to anyway. So um, so it, it can work well, well for some people. And then there are those with celiac disease who don't even have symptoms. It's, it's crazy, but it's still it's still tearing up their gut and the little hairs in their gut. Exactly. Even me. And I and I pushed it last you know, the other night and had pizza, right? But it still it still affects you even if you you can or can't feel it. So that would be a good thing for you guys to try. Maybe you should you should document and once you guys do do it, you should let us know how it goes. Sounds an idea. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the room to hell. Exactly. I, the only the only gluten I eat really is bread, and it's really hard to find a nice gluten free bread. I can relate to that. You actually get to the point where you almost lose your taste for bread because there's no point in eating the, the substitutes, you know? Yes. They, they put so much crap in it, unless you make your own, of course, which you can do also with a bread bread machine. <laughs> okay, so since I can't tell you apart, Sarah can, but I can't tell you with your heavy, yes. wonderful accent. One of you said you were growing a garden. What about the other one? That was Jilly. Jilly's growing a garden. Yep, I've got. Okay, that's what I thought, but I wanted to make sure. Okay, Tracy, what about you? Well, um, we've just moved, and I don't have as much land as I used to, but we um, we do have a separate chookyard. So um, we've got five of the little beggars that are chickens, right? Chickens, yes. Yes. <laughs> You're speaking New Zealand, babe. <laughs> the only reason I know what a chook is is because I watched a lot of Home and Away when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, chickens. Yes. <laughs> but we do have, um, we're in the process of building pallet gardens so that we can uh, line our fence with them and um so that'll be my veggie garden will be on the wall. <laughs> do you um well Tiffany was asking, do you have a lot of soy in your food? I avoid soy. I don't think it's so do good I. for us. Unless it's fermented. But otherwise I don't have soy in the house. Anything I try and buy things that don't have it. Yeah, same here. And do you guys do you guys try to uh, limit your dairy as well, or that's just that sounds like sure hell, doesn't it? I mean, no sugar, no no dairy, no gluten. This is not a lot left to eat apart from lettuce <laughs> and mandarin. 
Yeah, it gets overwhelming at times, doesn't it? I had a doctor who recently tried to put me on an autoimmune paleo diet, and to be honest, I gave up after three weeks because it was hell, and I did not feel any better, and I actually did not have the energy, you know, because I, I need a lot of energy when I'm when I have such a physical job massaging people. And so what, what works for one person does not definitely does not work for everybody, and I think that's an important thing to realize. Totally. I I would not give up my dairy. I don't have a problem with it. As I say, I've been hyperthyroid for over 40 years, and what I eat doesn't affect me personally. I know other people do, but I think they also have other issues that just have not been identified. Each person is different. Everybody's different. We say that every week, don't we? That's yep, same here. Well, you guys... It has been absolutely wonderful for you to join us halfway around the world. Today it's Monday, right? I know, Jilly, you said you, you got the day off with your boss, right? What about you, Tracy? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've still got to go to work. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. And I had a really early oh, no. start. Oh. <laughs> I actually am the boss. We own our I own know, business. I know, I was just thinking that. Thank <laughs> your boss, and then I realized. <laughs> but I was working yesterday, and I was working the day before. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of and my it's own. It's so wonderful well. to talk to you guys. <laughs> it's it been, was, I guess, it was exactly lovely to connect. Yeah, I'm glad we managed it in the end. Yes, yeah. well, we did, did didn't we? Provided us with a lot of um, interesting information. Thank you so um, much for um, inviting us, Sarah. I, this has been quite an experience for has. us. It's our pleasure, and I know you were initially a little nervous, but I think you both did really, really well. Thank you. (laughs) It was really good, and it was was wonderful to connect with both of you. I I think it's really fabulous that we're able to do this so far away, so I really, really appreciate you guys coming on and also writing your Thyroid Thriver story. And I think it would be wonderful if you guys could just kind of keep in touch with us and let us know how you're doing with no sugar and how many, you know, kilos you're losing, right? Uh, yes, I've lost 11 so far since Christmas. Oh, wow. Wow. How many pounds? Um, wait, 11 kilos. That's going to be about 22 pounds, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, gosh, is it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes. I just looked. One kilo is 2.2 pounds. That's right. First, first time in my life. Weight, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, the whole dress size. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. We're going to let you go. I really, really I want to thank both of you for coming on. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. And also, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Um, we'd also like to say a very big thank you, as always, to our amazing Thyroid Nation radio team and their fantastic questions. Um, without them, the show wouldn't have been possible. Um, that is Raina Krantz. Laura Scheinerman, um, Melissa Phipps, Blythe Clifford, Penny Jensen, Sarah Allen, that's me, <laughs> Marissa Ravala, <laughs> and um, Shannon Garrett, autoimmune registered nurse, who is, um, oh, um, please check out their, their bios, their thriver stories, their um, Facebook support groups, their blogs, and of course their website links at thyroidnation.com radio. And make sure you follow Thyroid Nation on the World Wide Web, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and in the Facebook group, Hashies and Graves Facebook group. And there you can ask questions and talk with others. 
And you can be sure to uh, follow Julie and Tracy on their thyroid journey over there in New Zealand at their website, thyroidnz.org. And what, I can't remember the name of their Facebook group. Do you remember? Is it um, Thyroid? Tansy. Uh, um, it should be Tansy. Advocacy um, New Zealand? Tansy, um, right. Okay. The Thyroid Association of New Zealand, and the acronym is Tansy. New Zealand, right. With a Z, yeah. Tansy, yes. Thyroid, well, actually, so make sure you guys check them out. Yes. Make sure you check them out as well, and be sure to tune in next week here on Thyroid Nation Radio. We're going to be talking with two graves thyroid advocate, Gina Lopez-Langone, L-O-N-G-L-A-N-G-O-N-E. So is that Langone or Langone? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to get in trouble. And Brittany Mm -hmm. Robinson, they both have written their thyroid survivor stories for us. So they're going to be on live with us. It's going to be fantastic. So make sure you check that out next week. And we want to remind you all that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Make sure to always listen to your own body and be mindful of what it is telling you. Thank you, guys. This is Dana, your thyroid gringa tika from Costa Rica. And Sarah Downing filling in for the wonderful and fabulous Tiffany of GratefulGarden.biz. Bringing the collective voice of thyroid thriver worldwide so that together, united, we heal. Thank you, guys. See you next week. See you next week. Take care.